Hello. Uh, this is uh, episode... Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I did not do the intro. Because uh, I knew if I let you do it, you would not know what episode I we were on. I never know what episode. Oh my god, it's perfect. We have a website we could go to it. I'd never know. I kind of know which episode I, it is. I definitely know, but does Ronald... <laughs> Uh, we are nine tenths of the way to our seventieth episode. Oh man, that's still <laughs> that, that's a lot of math. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of math to be doing on the spot. It is. Hold on, no, nope, it's not suspenseful to anyone listening because it's right there on the tag for yeah, the you've episode. already sixty-three, sixty-three. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you did it. Oh yeah, we're we're sixty-three in. I'm happy at this point. This, mark, this marks the point where you got happy. <laughs> Everything prior, you could really nope. hear it in your voice. It wasn't it wasn't happiness yet. I hope you enjoyed that multicultural picture that we put for episode 63. 62. 62. <laughs> <laughs> 62. You know, more, reunion episode. A more professional show might say, let's discard this opening and start yeah. over, but I don't think we need to do that. This is think, the charm that we provide. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I think that that loosey goosey vibe is it's very casual. <laughs> we're not we're not chopping this up. Nope. You get it as it comes out. The yeah. hell is the point of that? What? Chopping, chopping it up, up right? We uh, just yeah, let's give it to him. Raw. Mm-hmm. Give it to, okay. So yeah, episode sixty three. Episode big, a big weekend last week. Shh. Big Oscar weekend. Shh. A very long Oscar ceremony. And we're sort of like on the tail end of the Oscar recapping commentary controversy. Yeah. So we can actually take kind of the long view at some of the stories that played out over the week uh, after after the ceremonies. People are very Sunday. mad at Seth MacFarlane's boob sort of bit. I've, yeah, it seems... I've, I mean, like, I do get it, though. Like, I think that... I think that Seth... I think he did exactly what they paid him to do. Right. And supposedly in terms of ratings, in, ter- in terms of demographics, it's what they wanted. Oh, He's no Ricky Gervais. I mean, like... Well, I even Ricky Gervais, though, when he was up there doing his kind of controversial material, it's these kind of uh, set-up punchline, kind of easy shot humor. You know, it's yeah. not... It's like, it's funny to see someone kind of puncturing those bubbles when it's everyone's acting so grand. Yeah. yeah. But it's like that still kind of stops when it's time to honor the person, you know? And I think that was the other thing this year is there was a little bit of weirdness with, uh, like the 007 tribute. Well, the 007, well, like, but you were getting ready to say something. Did, did, what were your thoughts on the boob song? I think we will. <clears throat> so at first I think it's, I love that. That's a serious question. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes like humor is a weird thing. Sometimes you have to sit with it. Sometimes like you don't realize the gravity of some of that stuff. And like, I, I don't know. I, as much as I like to joke about certain things, I think that sometimes it's it's a bad forum to do certain things. It would have been great for an episode of Family Guy, yeah. But it, I don't feel like it wasn't necessarily. Which means I wouldn't have watched it, so it would have been just fine with. <laughs> and also, by the way, man, this is it was so white, man. It was so. I just think that there are other people yeah. that do things like. I don't know, man. Like it just—he could have at least listed some black actresses that had taken their tops off, right? Some besides Holly Berry. But my feeling on that before we completely leave the subject of the the musical (laughs) section of the, I thought that opening was way too long. Way too long. I thought it was way way too too much about Seth and his material, and much less about the movies and the (laughs) the honorees as it has been in the past. Like even though Billy Crystal's shtick is kind of corny, at least they they sort of tie in all the. I kind of like that shtick. Well, see, I I just does tie it in. Well. I what, mean, you mean Billy Crystal? Yes, okay, Billy yeah, Crystal. Like, Crystal, right. And yeah. it's almost like it's there to be corny. I mean, and it's like it's not. It's kind of a corny 
show without even saying who's who is the best host or whatever because it's kind of a thankless position except for a few people but to me what i thought was sort of just a comedic sin that he committed was that the joke really you could have gotten in 15 seconds or 20 seconds of that song yeah, yeah. instead of full a full three minute number yeah. I feel, it, and even though the actresses that they cut to seem to be kind of in on it because they obviously had to pre-tape some kind of reactions or whatever it still felt sort of like are we really slowing down the oscars within five minutes of the show starting we're now spending two or three minutes on like sort of frat boy kind of toilet humor even for someone who doesn't think that much about like the sacredness of the oscars i thought that that was a strange way to kind of kick off the show but but it didn't really surprise like i don't think he said or did any individual things that were really that shocking if you know his humor. I mean, I, I can't, yeah, I, I would agree with everything you said. I, I don't think there's anything unexpected from what happened on Sunday night. I think that, like you like you mentioned, they hired him for a reason. He yeah. went after a certain demo. He had a huge movie this year. He's always had a huge TV show or pair of TV shows. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a relevant person that would allow them to tap into a challenging viewer. And, I mean, that's <laughs> what they wanted with him, and that's what they got. Now, whether or not he takes it a little too far or maybe he goes about it in a way that's questionable, like with the song or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the most part, I would say I was OK with like with his hosting duties. But if you remember like when we talked about Ted, I'm not really a fan of his humor to begin with. Yeah. Like I, I'm OK with Family Guy. Like I'll catch it if it's on TV or like a friend's watching it or whatever. And I get some of the references. I, I laugh pretty hard at like every 15th joke on that show or yeah. something. Like there'll be one joke that just hits the bullseye yeah, for me. Exactly. But it's like usually it's the silly, absurd kind of character based stuff that hits for me, yeah. not the kind of mean spirited sort of just, you know, like so, so often they seem to have carved out their niche just by going further and saying harsher things about specific people than yeah, anybody else the, will do. And it's rapid fire. Yeah. Like that's what it is. That's like his thing. Like it just keeps coming, which I think you could see on the Oscars. Like I think <laughs> it just didn't know when to either. Like you like pump it and say that's enough of it. You get the point of it. I don't need to like divulge any more into this. Like the song, yeah, like it was way too long. The whole William Shatner thing was kind of funny at the beginning, but it was like okay. Once there's like did, three they, different right. headlines we exactly. see, like and it's oh oh what are they doing? They're they're slowly getting better with each thing he does. Mm-hmm. Like you're once you're you realize that right. was going to be like a boop boop. Once you realize they were going to go around and do that again and, yeah. and again, it really did seem like that was just yeah. Yeah, and it was all about sloppy and, and writing. It was all about him, which I think. There's a difference between being all about him and showcasing his talents while paying homage or, you know, you know, giving attention to the movies that are nominated. Mm-hmm. And there really wasn't anything to give acknowledgement to those movies. I mean, some of the actresses, you know, but not in the movies that they were nominated for this year. Right. You know, the boob song, like it's like talking about everything you could, you know, they probably got together and let's pick all the hottest women and. Like, none of them were this year. You know Did what you mean? catch many of the stories pointing out that, like, more than half of the nude scenes referenced were some kind of sexual assault or rape yes. scene? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And again, yeah. that's, that's just where, well, maybe what you were talking about, Ronald, that's where that whole thing about, like, how is he focusing his, like, if you're going to be this kind of comedian who who's irreverent and takes on sacred cows, is this really, is, isn't it the sort of like the ultimate boys club sort of establishment move is to come out? In, in that zone because I mean yeah. you know, it's like I, you know on this podcast we're not afraid to talk about an, a hot actress here or there but I like to think or that a hot man well honest. that's true yeah that's true, <laughs> that's true. We're, we're admirers of Brad Pitt in this room yes. um, but now the the, uh, <laughs> the thing is um, Ronald got quiet I love Brad Pitt okay I just wanted to make sure you're in the you club you made him uncomfortable because he's like yeah, wait I'm right. competing with yeah, you guys wait, about right, right, yeah. <laughs> this turned into a competition <laughs> right now but um, <clears throat> so I mean to me, I'm not it's not my knee jerk response to say that any 
any of that comedy is like misogynist. There's some pretty harsh things being said about the the that, which I feel like maybe is taking it a little too seriously. But I think it's more just sloppy. I think that when they were making that list, they didn't think about the implications of of mentioning the accused for Jodie Foster. It's like the fact that you could maybe get this joke across and not leave as poor a taste in people's mouth if you just kind of knew when to knew where to draw the line. But again, I'm not one to, I I hate telling, I hate the idea of censoring a comedian or or someone not being able to make whatever joke they want to make. So it's like, you know. I don't know. I think, I think why, I think I know why I don't like Seth MacFarlane in general. Like, um, so he prides himself in this sort of um, weird, like I'm saying what everybody's thinking, but it's a more extreme thing. Right. The problem is, He's not a person at all. That he's, he's not. An a per- he's not a person that I would necessarily like uh, doubt that he would say that anyway. Like the 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 position is weird. Like it's yeah. it's like if uh, the king of the castle was like these people are peasants and they fucking stink. I wouldn't be surprised because he's not. He's not, he doesn't strike me as a person that ever didn't. Like there was there was never a point in his life where he never could express himself in the, those ways, and it's good. I, I do see what you're saying. It's yeah. all about like what target and like yeah. what your point it's of like, view is. It's like you know why? That's why I like people like Patton Oswalt. Like something about Patton. Like I like his honesty, but like it comes from a different place. It comes from more observational, less just mean spirited, and yeah. the, and the mean spirited thing that he does, like inappropriate joke of the night was the the john wilkes booth yeah joke about being inside of his brain about really getting inside lincoln's head yeah what was that that was that's the that's family what's funny is that you've actually got people saying too soon in a semi-serious way about a lincoln joke you know what i mean that's just sort of like the haphazard quality of using your comedy in that way it's like there's really not a point to making an offensive joke about Lincoln. Yeah. You know, there's no reason, there's no one wants, you don't need to take Lincoln down a peg, yeah. you know? It's like comedy's sort sure. of designed, when it's best used in that way, it's to sort of take down the establishment or to take down whoever's in power or, yeah. or burst the bubble of whoever's in power. Sure. To start off that ceremony with something that sort of puts them in their place and says, hey, remember, ladies, all we really want to see is your tits. Whether that's what he was really saying or not, that was the sort of effect it had. Oh, totally. Yeah, that, it and and, yeah, that, and it's it like, did. to me, that feels very uh, retro and and kind of like, like, I'm glad I'm not part of the demographic that that, that drew to the show. Yeah, you it's, know? I know those guys, though. He stumbled, that, 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 that place that you're talking about, when you stumble on that joke, is something that uh, good comedians, like Louis C.K., kind of, it's a rare thing to come to that place where you're like, well, that kid is a fucking asshole. That doesn't, that's not something you say all the time. It's like rap. It's like that sort of thing. If that everyone Louis was C- always coming out and talking about what big assholes their kids were. Yeah. Louis CK would be defending kids in a funny way. You're right. Yeah. It's, like- it's that thing. It's that, it's that really heinous thought that he shares rarely that Seth MacFarlane shares all the time. That's not funny because yeah. it's so it loses its effect after a while. It's as though so, it's, a, it's as though someone like uh, yeah, exactly. like Louis C.K. looks around and says like, "What's not being said? Yeah, and why are people not saying it? Yeah. Oh, that's a good one." And I, you know, not to worship at his feet. I think he's he's a very strong stand-up comedian who has found a great niche. Louis C.K. is really good at like making those being that awful friend saying the thing that you kind of have thought before, and then when you hear him say it, you realize the comic shock of it. Whereas with Seth MacFarlane, you almost feel like he and his writers sit around and would like look at a picture of a puppy and go like, "What? What's offensive about this? Yeah, you know, what can we? What? What? What would be the worst thing we could say about a puppy? 
but there's no I, point. He would that, say something you know? like, he always says things like this on 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 Family Guy. Man, I wish all the pit bulls were in a left tower on 9-11. Like, he says things like that constantly. <laughs> and it's not funny, man. It's not funny. But it's, it's because people generationally are not used to that sort of bluntness about things. It's like a kid that learns how to curse. Yeah. It's like, it's cool at first. Then you're like, man, he's saying fuck like 10 times. It's not funny anymore. Anyway. Oh, also, how do you feel about the onion thing? I thought. Ooh. What? Did you read, hear about the onion thing? Mm-hmm. So they called the star of Beast of the Southern Wild a cunt on Twitter that night. But it, it was a it was an the onion tweet masquerade. You know, like what they were doing was riffing on the sort of harsh way that the media, like actresses, get dragged through the mud more <laughs> so than actors do. Yeah. Like. They're, what they're wearing, what their choices are, what their yeah. personal life is. They, they just generally, it's st- we still live in a, a pretty chauvinistic society in a lot of ways. The actual uh, tweet was something like, people seem afraid to say this, but we can all agree that Quivenzani Wallace is kind of a cunt, right? You know, I mean, it was clearly a wow. onion-type barb, but yeah. That's brutal. The fact that we've yeah, now said pretty. cunt like and it, four you times. You said like yeah. five and times. It's weird. Well, the, well, we it, don't get a chance to that say word it. That word is very weird, weird to me. No, I can't say that word. Because he's a little kid, because she's who she is, because the movie subject, it became like a bigger thing. And he had yeah. a joke that night, too, that kind of played on her. Yeah, like, it was kind of sexualized Sexualized her. her. Like, uh-huh. right, and she's in the front row right in front of him. It was really weird. He said something I, about in 16 years, she'll be too old for George Clooney. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. And George Clooney has never looked more like a mall Santa than he did sitting in front row at the... Oscars this year. I think he's like adapted that, uh, like the way he looked in Syriana. He just yeah. embraced it. It worked for him. <laughs> I don't know. I, I definitely didn't feel as uh, I was excited about like the actual when we get to this, like the actual winners of the evening. A lot of mm-hmm. cool surprises. Kind of some things that pissed me <laughs> off. Some things I was really excited about. But I mean, it's just like the hosting duties for me. I'm even more this year than than re- well, maybe except for Anne Hathaway and James Franco. <laughs> like it truly was pure filler. Like, there was no, I didn't really get much entertainment value after, like, an hour into it from anything that Seth MacFarlane was doing. You know what I mean? Or even, like, the people that were giving the awards away. I just feel like the biggest challenge for the for the Oscars is, like, what do they what do, they do to, to make it interesting in between the awards? Mm-hmm. I know that's a very, like, generic No, question. it's not at all. Because that's why, you know, when I texted you guys, this is bad television. Yes. It was like an hour in, and I was, like, bored out of my mind. I was just, I you felt know. the same way. But, I mean, I was with a bunch of friends like, watching. I had, like, a little yeah. get-together in my house. And it's, like, it's something I look forward to True. and try to make the best of it because that's what keeps me into it. If I was sitting alone watching it, I'd be like, holy shit. I mm-hmm. will just ch- tune in later and find the list of winners. Right. It just, I feel like I never have truly felt Outside of me being in an environment with people, their friends, or, you know, whatever. I used to go to, like, Oscar parties at the movie theaters around here. They used to have them. They don't have any more. Where the environment actually kept me much more into it than just watching what's on on the TV or what's being presented as a part of it. And the big problem is, is, is it's really hard to host the Oscars. I think a big problem with it is the actual, like, the actual content that they're written for, you know, or that, that, that they're participating in writing. And obviously, he probably had a bigger hand than some other hosts have. But... If he's like other hosts, he probably brought a few writers with him or something. Right. But I think the Oscars also have their writers, so it's like a, a it's like a, an ad hoc team that yeah, gets exactly, and, and it shows. Yeah, it definitely shows, and I think that like the one the Oscars that re- the hosts that really stand out to me are like I, people that I feel are like true entertainers, and not to take anything away from Seth MacFarlane and like what he's accomplished because he's obviously hit something big. Yeah, 
But like, and clearly I, I, with like the singing, I mean, it's like clearly yeah, he also no, he also has skill. a passion for yeah, that old, like he's old got, Hollywood glamour yeah, and, stuff. And that yeah. fits the mold. Maybe they were you going know what, for. You know what had done a better job? The creators of South Park. Oh yeah, I mean, I they would have been interesting. That would have killed. Yeah, I heard someone say that that they when they were watching Seth MacFarlane, they were thinking, oh, I wish this was. Parker and Stone, and I was like, you know, I never would even would have even imagined right. that. It just, but, but you know, maybe would have never would be, yeah. ad, imagined Seth MacFarlane either. Yeah, I wouldn't have. Yeah, I don't think if Ted was as big as it was this year, that anybody else would have either. <laughs> but I was going to say, like most recently, I think one of the more entertaining hosts that I remember was Hugh Jackman. I thought he did a really cool mm-hmm. job. I really because it wasn't all just based on the content of what he was delivering. I feel like he has just like a persona. Almost like Billy Crystal or even mm-hmm. like Steve Martin, like ones that stand out to me. There's something to that person yeah. that attracts me as a viewer, regardless as if they were giving me this Oscar film. We'll, we'll go back to my childhood and maybe even you guys. I don't know. It's hard for me to remember what years these were. But when I was a kid, like Johnny Carson, Carson. Uh, Bob Hope, these guys who were just good at keeping it smooth and keeping the evening going. Yeah. And a, they true would bring people out. a true yeah. a host. A true host. Like a presenter. On the evening. Yeah. But I, I think that the... the Differences. Hugh Jackman's. I have. I'm honestly. I've never heard too many people say they didn't like Hugh Jackman, and that's because he just has this universal appeal to him. And like, it's just. I think the people that don't like him are people that probably don't like how much other people like him. You know what I mean? Some people yeah. react that I way. Don't get it, but yeah. uh, but yeah. my thought about him would, and I didn't see that year, but I, you know, I. I thought that sounds perfect because he's like a song and dance man. I mean, he like yeah. he, he's a he's a little he's bit of good. like a, he'll, but he also will like do anything for you. You know what yep. I mean? He's there to entertain you, and I sort of yeah. feel like there's something about the guy who's gonna gonna you know like do it all sort of on stage. And and uh, you know, I thought that in that sense, I I thought this year was supposed to be like a. a what a tribute to the music of yeah, the musicals. movies yeah. that felt really perfunctory and weird. The way that, it's like a couple it was of like odd. it was like Chicago and Dreamgirls and Dreamgirls and the Bond music, yeah. which is not the musical piece, but I mean it was a whole tribute to Bond music, which is bad, which is really bad. I thought Adele given that was it was great, the fifty that. year Bond opportunity to tribute it, I thought it was really strange that they brought out Halle Berry, who's like the worst Bond girl in history. <laughs> the only person worse, lower on the list, should have been Denise Richards. Um, <laughs> But at least we haven't oh, seen yeah. her in a while. It might have been a nice surprise. Out of you know. mind. Uh, yeah, right. Maybe best left unsaid. But um, but yeah, it was very strange. That just felt sort of like, like a lot of things you were saying, Steve. Like they got to a part. Oh, they need to do something about Bond since it's fifty years. Yeah. Oh, here they did it. Now move on. It's like there was nothing special about it. it didn't like it didn't really like. I, agree. Make an I mean, impact. the more I look back on it and like you know watch clips of it online, it just it gives me time to separate from just being excited that it's the Oscars. Yeah, and yeah. Really get to like look at. I, I just didn't really like Seth MacFarlane. I mean, parts of it I was I was into, mm-hmm. like the whole song and dance number at the end. Oh, I thought was ridiculously stupid, mm-hmm. and it looked it was painfully obvious that neither one of them wanted to be up there doing that. And like everybody was ready to tune out, and they're like, "Come back, we're gonna dance and sing for you." Oh, with Kristen like, Chenoweth, yeah, Kristen Chenoweth. Yeah. Like what? the losers? That was yeah, weird. the losers song. I mean, that I mean, whatever. Again, I don't. It's I don't, that thing. It's, a, it's like I, I think that. Man, I think that they needed so much. I, I don't know. I have a theory about Family Guy in general, but one of it, one of one of my ideas is that I think that his sense of humor is is something that is not necessarily a. It doesn't feel long lasting. It doesn't feel like something that's going to be in the annals of time. You're not going to be like. I, I think that his his some of his stuff is very 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 good. But what it really feels like is um, a Simpsons mutated sort of humor for now. Whatever, whatever it is that we do now, the we want to see it now. Rapid fire, 
as shitty as possible attitude wise spit in your face make fun of the person when they leave the room type of humor you know what ronald i think that you're getting exactly what we were trying to sort of state a few minutes ago which is um it's like if you're hitting everybody in the room it's like it shouldn't be a surprise that every now and then one of those jokes lands you mm-hmm. know and it's kind of funny but you don't really get credit if all you're doing is every time someone comes into the room, you're throwing a brick at their face. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it, every now and then someone walks in who deserves it and you go, oh, yeah. But like if that's if that's your whole comedy instrument is just to be kind of ugly. And mm. and again, I I, th- I like a lot of edgy comedy. I'm Same. not, I'm not a, easily offended. And when I watch Family Guy, honestly, I'm not offended yeah. as much as I'm just sometimes like, OK, I just can't I just can't live in this universe too much. Yeah. Like, you know, so many shows you you either you know what I mean? You either you like spending time in that world or you don't. And in Family Guy, I typically don't. Actually, I think American Dad is a little bit funnier just because it's it's less mean somehow. The characters yeah. are it's a little sillier, but it still has the same problem of every now and then just reminding you that it's there to shock you, not really yeah. to do anything this else. This doesn't have a lot of heart either. Yeah. Like, I think that's that's one thing that and not I really... to be sappy, but you look for that. Even South yeah. Park has yeah. a lot of heart. It has heart. You watch it and there's there's something some redeeming quality to South Park. Somebody could shit all over the room, but there's a specific reason why they're shitting all over the room. Like it's right. it's not just like for exposition and, and random references to pop culture. Like it's yeah, the joke's not on you if you care about the characters on South Park. Whereas yeah. if you care about the characters on Family Guy, you're like totally wasting your time. How many how many 9/11 jokes? How many anti-Semitic jokes? How many random like it just it I don't know. I'm done. I'm done talking about that so piece of shit. We already mentioned uh Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Any other Oscar host wishes? Oh man, on the spot. Um I think Stephen Colbert could probably. Oh, knock it out oh of the park. man! Because yeah. he would be able to do that in character thing of the rude things he was saying. Yes, the jokes on him, yeah. and I think that gets it. It that whole thing about what the point of view. If you're being offensive, you want to make sure that the point of view of your joke is not the aggressor or the oppressor. You yeah. want to make sure it's on the side of the disenfranchised. You know, yeah. sure. And someone like Stephen Colbert can say awful things because we know that he's. He's poking fun at the guy who would say this type of thing. Yeah. But Seth MacFarlane, I don't think we have that kind of no, satirical distance. Sort of, not at all. Not at all. So, yeah, I would like to see Colbert that. Colbert would be a good choice, actually. I'd be, maybe maybe someday. I don't know. I can't think of anybody on the spot. Like, I'm trying to think outside of just actors or, you know, in the, in that little world. They would have to be high profile enough, and I don't think there are too many people there. How long before they give it to Timberlake? Yeah, I, honestly, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I think he'd be good. I bet he would because he's he's funny and he's fast and he's and he yeah he, he can yeah. do the song and dance thing. I wouldn't be shocked. I, would, I mean, and I and, and, and I feel like there's so much love for him in the community too. Like Tina Fey loves. and Amy Poehler have already said no that they would never. Really? I thought they were incredible. Well, Tina Fey said that they she, were absolutely would, she would incredible. have to spend a month just trying on dresses and she doesn't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were they were definitely really good. They were probably one of my favorite hosts of the last few yeah. years i mean the glows were great i mean they yeah. were really and every funny, little every little bit of really marketing funny they did, classy everything yeah yeah all the yeah all the commercials for it i mean that's a great benchmark for them to try to go for yeah i'm sure they're jealous as hell that the globes were better hosted than the oscars but yeah c'est la vie yeah what, what about the winners let's talk about the winners for a little bit oh yeah definitely. i'd say like the biggest surprise of the night it's screenplay to me, I, well, I think it's paired. I think it's screenplay supporting actor. Yeah, I think those kind of go hand in hand. Ron and I were talking like when Christoph Waltz won for best supporting actor. I feel like the consensus a lot of people were like going with either Tommy Lee Jones or Robert De Niro, 
And it almost seemed like Robert De Niro had kind of all the prognosticators online, everything had kind of well, because everybody taken the lead has said what we've said, yeah, yeah, which I is was totally. this was De Niro back back doing an actual performance, totally, you know? totally. And yeah. I mean, he, I mean, I can't say that he, I mean, Christoph Waltz, I actually really enjoyed him in. It's possibly a lead performance, though. Yeah, it, it's border, and that's what we were yeah. talking about. We were saying like it was that weird thing when they were going through the nominations and like all the. You know how all the studios do the for your consideration ads and everything. Like, are they going to push Christoph or they're going to push Leonardo for a supporting actor? And they went with Christoph, and it makes the Weinstein company look like geniuses because he won an Oscar, his <laughs> second Oscar with Quentin. Right. And it's, I mean, it's really impressive. I mean, I think he. But imagine is a, how great DiCaprio would have looked in that category too. Like, yeah, that's you know true. what I mean? Like yeah. he might have, he might have walked away with it as well. Who knows? That's true. That's true as well. I mean, but everyone, in, that was a murderer's row. Like when they started naming off the people in that category, I couldn't. Like, the only person that I would have been sort of uninterested to see win was Tommy Lee Jones. Just because yeah. he's Tommy Lee Jones, but I don't think there was anything wrong Lee with his performance. anything? I think he's won. He won an he, Oscar for fugitive. supporting for Fugitive, yeah. yeah. What? That's the right. Fugitive. Shit. You're forgetting that when that movie came out, though, his performance, like, the, the current version, you know, when you know when Tommy Lee Jones is in a, is in a movie now. Yeah. You know what he's going to bring to the table. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That was the performance that crystallized that. I'm yeah. going to tell y'all something. You know, the guy yeah. who's like coming in and like. Yeah. And he had that great speech where he's telling everybody to keep looking for him and he's sending all the all the guys out. No, I mean, that was like. Did, that what? was when he went from like a guy who was in movies that I didn't watch when I was a kid to being Tommy Lee Jones in my lifetime. That so. cliff scene when he's like yeah. talking to him. Did he say like he didn't give a shit? If well, he's he was... like, I didn't do it. And then he said, I don't care. Yeah, like, you didn't care if yeah. he was guilty or not? That he's, was a great. His, movie. Him's point was I'm gonna bring you in. Yeah, I'm gonna buddies. bring you. In. That was a great movie. Yeah, that was a great movie. Well, it was a movie that seemed good to me at the time, but that since then there have been so few like legitimately good simple action movies that that movie looks. That's one of those that looks better and better in your yeah. rear view. You know, is that how it's gonna be? Like, it's it's it, are the the current action movies just gonna make old action movies look so good? Because it's it's just like uh, I don't know I don't know what's happening generationally but i think that sometimes the the shallow doesn't know how to be shallow quite as well whatever it is they're not they're not doing it i think a lot of times modern movies are trying too hard to like blow you away yeah. and like figure out what that scene's going to be and what that visual is going to be and what that line's going to be and the story's not always there and i think yeah. the ones that are really good like die hard or the fugitive or something what you don't really think about when you're watching it is just that the story's good you know it's like it's like it's now we're like on a tangent about action movies that you know? crazy like uh like buzzwords and, mm-hmm. and cool phrases like that's that's what they live for it's like that that scene where somebody's like i'm gonna kick your ass all the way like it's that <laughs> thing where they need that line if they get a couple of those in the trailer i'm gonna kick your ass both cheeks <laughs> yes they need those lines that are like super memorable it doesn't matter and then you see all those in the trailer and then you realize that there's nothing to the movie besides those cool lines. That's I, when he, after he says both cheeks, I'm leaving. Both cheeks. I'm, I'm done. I'm that's, out. Is it best line that's in the, the movie? That's the that's the peak. Yeah. So were you disappointed in any of the uh, any of the winners or? It's hard to say. I mean, because it's hard to say I'm disappointed. I mean, I don't think there were really any winners in any of the categories. Oh, oh, oh! Best animated feature. Yeah. What the hell. I what I the liked, I liked Brave, but even I turned when they were naming every all the movies. I turned to Nikki and I said, "It's got to be Wreck It Ralph, right?" I mean, I just couldn't. There was not a better. There weren't that many, even though it wasn't on any of our top tens. I don't think, 
but th- there weren't that many movies that were more entertaining and like perfectly formed this year. To me, like, it felt like Wreck It Ralph was the Pixar movie. Yeah, you know what I mean? Totally. Oh my god, that that's what we were saying. Like, it mm-hmm. seems like they went to the Brave Award because it's Pixar. Mm-hmm. I honestly think that's the worst film of all five of those movies. I wouldn't go that far. I, I, but I would say between Brave and Wreck It Ralph, which were the two front runners in my mind, I still thought Wreck It Ralph was just better. It was tighter, I mean, I, more had more of a reason to be. I you think Wreck It Ralph absolutely should have won. But I mean, I was a really, I really enjoyed <clears throat> the closest thing. I mean, that Brave would probably swap with is the Pirates movie. But yeah. I mean, I even found that really funny. No, I, th- I liked all. I of thought them. it was really good. I liked all. I don't of know them. something about Brave. I mean, not to go back to it, just didn't feel right to me. Mm. Like something just yeah. felt off. Like they didn't know what they were like, what they wanted to commit to making. You're definitely not alone yeah. in that assessment. Yeah. You know, like I, and I, I just, can't get over that. I yeah. mean, and just I don't know. Seeing that movie win was kind of odd for me. That's probably the one shock of the evening that I had. I mean, most of the acting categories. Um, for the most part, kind of played out as expected. The, mm-hmm. you know, um, original screenplay was an up, you know, I guess we talked about before was kind of surprising yeah. with Django. Um, it was kind of cool to see Quentin Tarantino up there, <coughs> you know, accepting it. And actually a pretty good speech. I mean, yeah. I thought as weird and, and crazy as he is, very directed at acknowledging talent and the people that he works with, which is yeah. what, you know, I feel like everybody says, but something just came out of him that kind of hit me like, he really is like giving them a moment over top of himself sometimes. Yeah. Which is cool because he's usually like me, 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 me. Yeah. But it was like, it felt genuine to hear him talk about this people. I mean, this is, man, regardless of how people feel about him as a whole, this is, you're going to think about his top movies, going to be like, well, have you seen Kill Bill? Well, have you seen Pulp Fiction? Well, have you seen Django Unchained? These, those are going to be the movies that people are going to hit on, like the movies that are going to that he's going to be really well known for. And I think the Reservoir Dogs is going to be like that that one that sneaks up on you, which I think is a I don't know if it's the best movie ever, but a lot of people feel like it's a great movie. Well, I think you ha- you cannot uh, discount going from zero to suddenly you have a Quentin Tarantino movie. You yeah. Know? So it's like whatever comes after Reservoir Dogs is sort of like in the path that was paved by mm-hmm. that, but. I, you know, I think it's tough to say. I mean, I think he's had his ups and downs. I thought Django Unchained was a really interesting, really exciting movie to, for various reasons. Um, so I was glad to see it recognized in a few categories. Uh, <clears throat> I do think it's a little like Christoph Waltz being honored, like basically, tw- you know, in a row for two very similar characters in yeah. Tarantino films was Just a polar little, opposites. That was the, the only of... reason that sort of deja vu aspect was the only reason why I thought, oh, it would have been nice to see someone else win this. But yeah. otherwise, like when it just came, when they just were listing the names and showing a little quick second of the character, I was like, oh, I'd be, you know, I'd be happy. I I couldn't believe I was trying to write down who I wished would win in all the categories. And that one, I was like, well, I started to write down every name as it came up. It's like everybody was doing yeah. really good work. So it's, it's that thing, though. It's that thing, though, like, uh, he just acts circles around a lot of people. I think that's what it is. Like it's, he could do the same role every year and act circles around most well, of the people we, that we act. We first felt that way about Samuel L. Jackson in Tarantino films. Like for a couple of, you know, there were a couple of movies where he was like, oh, Samuel L. Jackson is awesome. Yeah. yeah. And it's really like, well, he's really awesome <clears throat> when he's in a Tarantino movie. Right. Out, otherwise, you know, Samuel L. Jackson can be kind of stiff, or it's just not at not the same, not not jewels, yeah. not. Uh, I think he, I think Samuel L. Jackson plays a numbers game. I think. Oh, I his, definitely think his he, his legacy. He's going for a Guinness. Yeah, yeah. I think it, absolutely. He'll be in anything at this point, and I, and I, and that's weird because it it doesn't affect 
his high profile movies. Like it doesn't affect them. Like he could be he could be in a shitty movie and then do Star Wars. Oh, he can be in a shitty movie. He'd be in a shitty movie and then do like it's it's yeah, Green Hornet. It's so weird. Oh, like Christoph Waltz is in fluctuate. Yeah, I thought we were talking about him. Oh no, we we're talking about it's Sam <laughs> well, Jackson. But Christoph Waltz, yeah. I do think it's interesting to note that, that he's had a couple of like that. People aren't talking about Green Hornet at all. Really, yeah. people don't really mention that because they don't feel like he had much to do with. He's that, a great but, villain though, in it. Yeah, he's a great villain. See, I didn't see Green Hornet, but. I like Green Hornet better than Green Lantern. Oh, well, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, no like, that's not as much of a movie as a turd, a certified turd. All right, what else? A turdified. A turdified. <laughs> a Life of Pi, best director. Man, hold on. Can we get? To, let's talk about Life of Pi. Man, I haven't seen Life of Pi. I saw it, and I'm since gonna, we spoke. And oh. I don't think I'm telling you, man. Unless this thing is solid gold, unless this thing has a, a special guest appearance by Jesus Christ Himself. I don't know if this movie is gonna. It kind of does. <laughs> I don't know if this. You got the check mark there. I don't know if this movie. Are is you gonna... allowing for the fact that Jesus Christ could kind of be like a tiger? <laughs> I don't know if it's gonna win me over, man. Like, like. What do you I... think of it, John? You know, I thought it was. I mean, I'm. I. Every now and then, a movie makes you want to use words you don't use, like magical. I agree. I told but him that. I thought it was magical. Night. I thought it was like transcendent in a lot. I mean, mm. and that does not mean I necessarily agree with all of the philosophical conclusions that the movie seems to draw, but I thought that it was, like, a really beautiful piece of storytelling. Uh, some of the most... I, we talked about, like, I really wish I'd seen it on the big screen. I yep. really wish I'd seen it, because this was the only movie I've ever heard anyone say see it in 3D, and I didn't go see it in 3D. And watching it, I was like, I bet this I bet this would have been even more dreamlike <laughs> and evocative in 3D. Um, no, it's... Like, I found myself kind of wanting... I mean, it was a little bit... At the end, it's kind of one of those, like... Whoa, kind of movies, you know, like you just let it kind of hit you. And again, whether you think about it, what it kind of posits in its final moments is is like a a, a question or a problem that you can sort of interpret a few different ways. Um, and I don't know. Again, I don't know that I totally agree with the sort of the point the movie's making, but it's a really interesting point, and it's really beautifully done. And that actor, what's his name, uh, Ifran Khan, or Ifran Khan, yeah, um, that who's playing the older version yeah. of the like the lead character in the story. It, the main body of the story is him remembering a story from his youth, mm -hmm. and so we see him telling the story. Uh, in the kind of framing device at the beginning and end of the movie. And normally those those pieces in movies are so dull and don't need to be there. Like when you start off with a person telling the story and then you come back to them telling the story. Um, but this performance, his performance was so mesmerizing. I could watch him sit there and talk about, he could read recipes to me or something like that. And it would be I just need to, I just I thought, need to see it. I, and it was just visually, it was so crisp and well photographed. And it was just everything that you might think you might be rolling your eyes about when you see the trailer, mm -hmm. it's like in, I found myself like leaning in and getting more and more into it. And there, that whole middle stretch of the movie, it's not quite castaway, but it's that kind of thing where you really do spend about an hour uh, on the boat. Uh, I don't know what you call that when you what you doing, Ronald? <laughs> he wants to <laughs> Ronald wants to introduce all of the Apple sound effects and chimes into the podcast. But yeah, no, I thought so. To me, it was after seeing it when that I was like, okay, I know, I knew we'd be recording this, and I wanted to. To I mean, I almost wish I'd seen it before the Oscars so I could have rooted for it a little bit more because at this, it was kind of in my blind spot. Um, but uh, you know, I don't know if it's that much better than all the other movies. But I think all those movies that were in that uh, top nine really all deserve to be there for some. I mean, I haven't mm -hmm. seen Les Mis, but they all, they, and I haven't seen them more. 
but all the ones I've seen deserve to be there for some reason or another. So I thought Life of Pi is like the example of a movie where I I'd heard enough that to, to pique my interest. Now, <laughs> you've seen it now, Ronald. It may yeah, it may fall victim to some of that hype, but I mean I saw it at the right time and it it affected me the same way as John. And I think you know when you're talking about like cinematography, visual effects, even the score, which are some of the more technical categories that it took home Academy mm-hmm. Awards for. I mean I I picked them in that those cat in all three of those categories. I mean mm-hmm. I, I don't. I, you know, I don't, I don't know that I even expected a movie like this from Ang Lee, which is something about him that I think is so unique is that, and I think, which is part of also why he won best director is that like, he is so unpredictable yeah, in, in the content, is. in the way, I mean, you always kind of know you have a visually stunning film, you know, with a lot of his movies or for the most part, most of his movies, but like the story, the narrative, like that is what really anchors his films. And then it's just dressed up with this beauty around it, yeah. which is this beautiful score. These amazing visual effects that I absolutely regret not seeing in 3D on the screen, like you said, John. And great, you know, like under, like really good acting. And great acting, yeah. yeah. I mean, and then from people that most people don't know. I mean, yeah. that's what surprises you as well. You don't have any of the dressing of like the big names on the posters or anything. You just have this striking image of this tiger or, or the boy on the boat with the tiger, and you're like, what is this movie? Yeah. And so many people haven't seen it, and I think, you know, it's it's going to definitely kind of have a little more holdover, you know, be, because it won the awards, but, I mean, I, I was really impressed with Life of Pi, and I was really happy to see, I mean, I thought Steven Spielberg was going to win, and I'm a huge Spielberg fan, but I'm totally fine with, with uh, Ang Lee taking home Best Director, because, I mean, I, in perspective, when I think about all that, and, and just that surprise... And and mm-hmm. many many elements of the of an experience of watching a movie, I mean I don't know that any other really and many other films this year kind of took me like that, you know where I didn't have an expectation maybe Silver Linings, and you know I don't know just something about that. There's the I feel like the movie that was like that a few years ago for me was like Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah, it kind of had the same. I kind of had the same experience where like I was like I know I'm probably gonna like be impressed by this movie, but the but like the story and then and then the message quote unquote, like whether or not you agree with what it's saying, it's just laid out so well that I was, you can't resist being well, taken away by it. Even within the movie, it's still posed as kind of a question. question. It's a, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Which is nice. Cause it's not like too heavy handed and it's just like there for you to experience and to, to take in. And, you know, you make <coughs> your own, you know, I don't know, you make your own decisions after the fact, but yeah. um, I was, I was really stoked to see life of pie take home. I mean, what four awards at four or five? I like I like movies. I like movies that, 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 that take on see it, man. Like we've talked in, in this room about how much we love uh, I Heart Huckabees before. Right, right. How much we heart I Heart Huckabees. <laughs> um, I, you know, one of the things I like about that movie is that it kind of dares to play around with philosophy and and those types of ideological yep. ideas about how you live your life and how you go. This movie takes on that idea of like spiritual spirituality versus worldliness, but in a very like a story that sort of illustrates these things. And normally a story that does that sounds like you're dealing with symbols and not characters and it could mm-hmm. get kind of drab and boring. But the, it's such a great illustration. It really does feel like a parable, like a story that would be handed down. And and what happens on that boat is so captivating. Um, it, uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, you know, the commercials for the movie do show the tiger and do show the, the boy in the boat. So Henry's seen a lot of the commercials and said, that but when with the boy and the tiger, I want to see that. So I was watching that and I saw it was PG and I was like, you know, I can, I can, I'm pretty good at like shielding his eyes and getting him out of the room if something mm-hmm. goes too far. And it never quite went too far. Like he was more, 
I think when he was when I was a little bit freaked out and afraid, he would be a little freaked out and afraid. But but and he kept asking me questions like, why is he still sad? Like this is Henry's mind. <laughs> if somebody's sad, like if somebody's crying because a character has just died or something, and then in the next shot they're still crying, he says, why is he still sad? And I'm like, well, Henry, he's still sad about that, that the sad thing. Um, but so so, so today, yeah, today he asked him, I said, so what do you think of that movie? And he said, you know. It sure is hard to get to be friends with a tiger. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and I think that's, that actually is a pretty good sum up of the of the movie. But I, I mean, it's that kind of thing where you just you get so wrapped up in it. And I could totally see this being a uh, a classic. You know, I mean, I could see this just being a movie that ages really well because mm. everything about it. The only thing I will say, the CGI is a. You do have a computer generated tiger for much of the movie. It works really amazingly well most of the time. The mm. only time that it gets a little dodgy is when there's a little interaction between him and the tiger, and he's mm. actually petting it, and you can kind of see that that shadow underneath his hand on the fur doesn't quite work. But in almost every other aspect, I thought that creature was right up there with like Gollum or wow. uh, you know other characters like that that you see that are created on a computer that you just go, okay, I believe. The whole thing kind of takes place in a slightly heightened reality. So every now and then, this sort of fakey effects, you, the movie kind of excuses it because it okay. feels a little bit like it's happening in the guy's mind just gotcha. a little bit. So. All right. Yeah. But so, yeah, no, I... I Oh, yeah. Such a beautiful film. Yeah. I'm gonna check it out. There's some images that just are burned into my brain oh my forever God. now. Yeah, yeah, like all the all the like the sea creatures with the lights in the oh man, just amazing. I know when you saw that, like the clip one when we were watching the Oscars, yeah. We weren't you were like, what, what was that? Like yeah, that's that's like, the fucking like whale jumping out. Like this is this is what this movie is. It looks amazing. But yeah, man, I'm, I was happy to see that. I think you'd really still enjoy it. Cool. Um, I think one of the biggest takeaways for me for the evening was giving acknowledgement to Argo. Um I think that the whole controversy about, you know, Ben being snubbed for best director, um, I think <clears throat> the weeks leading into it, I don't think there was a lot of question of what film was going to take home the best picture prize. I think there was maybe, you know, a couple films, but that were in the possibility of an upset. But Argo, with most of the other critic circles, other critics associations, you know, the BAFTAs, SAG, everything was kind of all hankered towards Argo. And it was so odd that it didn't get a best, you know, director nomination and everybody was bitching about it. But at the end of the day, it won, you know, best adapted screenplay and it won best picture. I think it just is a it's very odd. I think that, you know, the director wasn't <coughs> even nominated, let alone didn't win. I don't know how often that's happened in the history of the Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. Very, very infrequently, I would I'd be willing to bet. But I think it was really cool to give him the acknowledgement. I think, you know, Grant Heslov going up there and talking um, about how, like, you know, he was going to accept this as a producer. But Ben's also a producer and he's going to let him talk. I think it was really cool that he talked a little more. Uh, and and definitely you could tell like kind of address some things that he may have been able to say had he been nominated and won as a director. I don't know that he would have won, but I don't know. I, I just was really happy to see <coughs> Argo acknowledged is one of my favorite films of the year. And also I think it it was really important for like I guess a guy like Ben Affleck. I've always really liked Ben Affleck. I, I've loved I really have loved all of his films that he's put out um, as a director. I mean, there's you know as an actor, there's definitely some throwaways, but. I think it's really Daredevil. I think it's really nice that he even acknowledged in his speech that like, you know, I was pretty much screwed and like I was out of this and like people just gave me a chance and another chance for no reason. Like I didn't have anything to offer them except for just what I was was wanting to put out in terms of a film. Mm-hmm. That meant a lot to see that. I don't know. I thought that was really cool. I mean, I think he's like a genuine dude and I really like him as a person and like it just feels like it's like kind of like a a changing of uh 
I don't know. Like I can't. I don't know what the right right word is, but it's like a it's like a moment that people will say, okay, Argo won, and people like legitimately take him for serious now. Like he's not just like Ben Affleck that was in Goodwill Hunting and that then made Daredevil and whatever else movies sucked. Like he's this is the guy. I think Ben Affleck will eventually become the director Ben Affleck. Uh, That's yeah. what he will be. You know what I mean? He won mm-hmm. a screenwriting award when he was in his twenties with Matt Damon, but he's better known for his directorial features. And that's mm-hmm. cool. I, I hope that's what it becomes. So I think he's got a lot to say as a director and you know, whether he stars in all of his movies, I don't know, but we'll, we'll I surely hope to be not. seen. I surely hope not. I mean, whatever. I mean, I, I don't think he's, I, okay. I, I, I sort of, I never really had feelings about him until he kind of became a punching bag. And then I sort of became a little bit more of a fan of his. Cause I was mm-hmm. thinking he's, you know, these compared to other I didn't understand why everyone was piling on him so much. You right. Know? No, I um, and I think maybe he was, maybe the whole J-Lo thing, J-Lo. it was just oh, the, that, what the, that didn't seem like it really had as much to do with him as as it was just kind of her publicity machine. And sure. then Geely was, a, you know, a very, a misfire. Let's just put it that way. Um, and then he actually did a movie called Paycheck. You know, things like that that just didn't look good. So I agree with you that the directing career has sort of, sort of, does seem like that's a much more safe place for him to be in because whatever it is that some people find off-putting or stiff or kind of lacking in his acting, and I sometimes do think his kind of limited range yeah. can kind of hurt. A, a, like, I thought it hurt Argo a little bit. A little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I'm with you, Steve, in general. Like, I, I, didn't, I don't have anything against Ben Affleck, and if this kind of cements his, uh, I'm, I'm going to be the actor who directs now or just eventually the director, um, you know, how long before he directs Matt Damon? In something that, you know, that, was, that seems like the yeah. interesting. That's the road they're going down. <coughs> but well, Matt Damon's been in this point where he's been like supposed to be directing certain films. Like he was supposed to direct that film Promised Land that yeah. had, that he had that came out this year, but um, was unable to. I think Gus Van Sant did it right. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I don't know. Like he's kind of now going into that directorial path, and we'll see what happens with that. But go Ben. You know, here's the other thing, and this is one thing I'll say about that not 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 being nominated for best director thing neither was quentin tarantino neither was catherine bigelow so it's almost like the only thing that i felt like there was a little bit of a pity party for ben affleck over that when no one else you know when a couple months ago the story was would have been about catherine bigelow i just thought that was a little strange that he got to kind of milk that so much but i think based on the nature of his sort of like the fact that this really based on what it represents to his career more so than to their careers as far as a legitimizing move, I what? can see why people were sort of noticing that more because Argo does seem like kind of the ultimate crowd pleasing entertainment. Sure, I mean, exactly. if you look at that list, it might be the the one that is that fits that bill the most. So. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think that also what what went into that whole point was that when leading up to and following, like it's kind of like when 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 the he was like the predominant acknowledged in, in terms of directing, you know what I mean? Like yeah. winning awards and doing all this stuff. And then, and to be left off was kind of odd. I mean, I, that's kind of what I, what I was getting at. I, I know what you mean. And I agree with you. I mean, and, and the Catherine Bigelow's piece, I, I was saying like the other day, it's so w- what's odd is that like the victim of the whole award season was zero dark 30. Yeah. Absolutely. Nothing. Yeah, that you was know, weird. Nothing like, and sort of sinks like out. a stone. Now, you know, we talked a little bit about yeah. this effect before, but that once the Oscars happen, it's sort of like the tide kind of carries some of them forward, and then the other ones are just yeah. It's so weird. I mean, like there. that was the movie in like November. I was like, "This is it, man. This is going to be the yeah. film." Everyone's talking like they they're going to sweep everything. It's got all the categories covered, and nothing at it all. Did, it it came too much of a hot potato or something. You think? I, it did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like all the contra- I don't know. 
I don't know what it was, but that's the victim of the Oscars this year for sure. Yeah. Is uh, even even among other films, not that didn't not win. my opinion of Paul Rudd and uh, Melissa McCarthy, oh, who God. bombed utterly in oh, there, whatever that was, and then the uh, which which by the way, the fact that he was standing like six feet away from the mic, and it was in a wasn't it for sound, sound editing, mixing, sound mixing, editing, yeah, yeah, utterly. I mean, if that was meta, that was clever, but I don't think it was meta. <laughs> and then the the Avengers guys getting out there, was no. there a script? Was the teleprompter moving too fast? Yeah, was was Samuel L. not on his meds? What was going on with that? But with I mean, that I hate when someone's presenting an award that lowers my <laughs> opinion. Of that. But just about everybody that presented this year, I came away from it going about them. <laughs> oh, especially a crazy face. It's crazy face. Uh, what's the name? Um, Puckered lips. Uh, oh, oh, Renee Zellweger. Oh God! What the hell was that, man? She looked so crazy. I have no comment on her. But yeah, I mean, all that was in all, part of the whole awkward. It was so weird. Piece. Like it, she could barely keep her eyes open. I don't know. Overall, I, I thought it was really good to see some of the people come out on top, and I, and I think that. I'm not going to say much about Matt Damon. I mean, uh, Ben Affleck, except this. <laughs> I think I think when people You're have not gonna dreams, say anything about Matt Damon, right, right? When people have dreams, people have uh, ambitions to do something of of some importance besides being an actor. I don't think he gets taken very seriously. A lot of the times, it doesn't get taken very seriously. So to see somebody come into the game, I mean, like. I don't agree. I don't like all of his stuff. Like I don't. I liked Argo though, and I liked the last movie that he did. Um, the town, the 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 high starring Ben Affleck. Mr. Affleck's neighborhood. Ben Affleck wins every time. That should have been the name of the movie, but it was still a fucking amazing movie. So I think that there. I think that there has to be a change. Period. Where the the older directors and I love. I love. Uh, Spielberg, I love all the older directors. Where they're gonna have to shut the fuck up, stop making these fucking movies, and let some of the younger people do it. Some of the people like the Ben Afflecks, the John Favreaus, or but the people that that kind of well, hasn't that been the line about the Oscars forever though? Is that it's sort of a it's it, everyone's old, yeah. So it's like the the they're gonna respond, you know, like but it's, and, which is not to say anything. To take anything away from Lincoln, yeah, Spielberg has been dominating for a very long time. He actually time. has not been very strong in terms of Oscars. Well, that's I, it. He I, dominates I, the acknowledgement. He, the yeah, he the, dominates in, acknowledgement. In, in the I conversation, think that's what it is. like Daniel uh, D- Daniel Day Lewis was the first actor to ever win an Academy Award for acting in a Spielberg film. Wow, but still, that I mean, tells like, you more about the kind of movies he makes. Spielberg—they're not the type that usually yeah. focus on like it's, performance it just, in that way. It just is a or, very, it's a very powerful name. I just think he should. I don't know. I don't want to step any down. More, what were you going to say? I don't want to see any more Spielberg movies, man. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm done with them. I say nay to that. I think that stop, stop for a little bit. I, I think that the, I think the bigger problem is the. I did like Lincoln though. Lincoln I think was the one of bigger my problem movies. is, which is strange that you then said that. Um, <laughs> but it's, <laughs> if I, I do think the problem is is the stodginess you're talking about exists, but I don't think it has anything to do with individual directors so much as it is that however these movies are selected and ha- however exactly. whoever's voting on them. Is and and you know liking Argo or not liking Argo, you still have to see it as a kind of safe choice, given that the other options might have been giving it to Tarantino for a really yeah. controversial film, or giving it to Catherine Bigelow for a really controversial film. So in that sense, I think or giving it to Silver Linings, yeah, for yeah perfection. Linings Which once again proving that up <laughs> that uplifting comedies don't. They don't win. They Jennifer, don't win. that was well, it. Yeah, we, we, you know, which I think we weren't the only ones to call that, but yeah. she did seem like the only one. Maybe De Niro that that had like a shot yep. at that, yeah. but. 
don't know, man. Overall, okay. I enjoyed it's it. A yeah. Good movie. No, yeah. I mean it's like all of those movies were were pretty good. So mm-hmm. in that sense, it's it's uh, it's nice to uh, you know if all you're sort of hoping for is to see a little recognition for some for some good work, I think I think that it was a, a good year. But it's so funny that the story has you know ninety percent of the ink spilled on this has been about the you know the host. Yeah, I feel like that's what a lot of it is. Like every year. Overall, an interesting <laughs> night. I mean, you know, I feel Ronald like... just sent me a secret message. <laughs> oh God! Uh, you may as well let people in. May as well I have to urinate in. so badly, and I feel terrible, man. We're almost I'm... done. Can you no, hold it? No, I I can't. This, I've been holding it for like uh, twenty minutes or so. Mm, nice. Gonna... Well, do you want to just go, just go pee, Ronald? Just go. Okay. Leave the door open so we can get the sound effects from these mics are pretty strong. Yeah. <laughs> Pick it up. So how's it going, Steve? It's going, John. It's going good. Starving. Banana didn't last long. Did not last long. No. Haven't eaten since twelve o'clock. Oh, that's dumb. It's very stupid. I noticed uh, you posted something on your uh, Facebook about um, what's the what's the movie that's coming out with Lily Taylor and uh, Ron Conjuring. Livingston? Conjuring. It's a trailer. We spoke about this. How every horror movie does that part well. The, someone walking around the house to investigate a noise. So it may that that could be the one really good part of the movie. Right. But the one thing I really I thought was worth mentioning on the show is just that approach to making a trailer. I really liked it so much because it didn't. You know, it basically plays out one kind of scene and one kind of thread rather than trying all to, these quick cuts of scares and jumps. Yeah. And the cool thing about that trailer, from what I've read about the film, is that that's not even really the film. You know, like the main actors in the film are. Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga, like mm-hmm. that, are based on these real paranormal investigators. That like it's a real true story. Yeah. Well, mm. based on a true story appears to be something that gets put on every right. Film well, now, I mean, there's but... a there's a there's a museum yeah. in these people's name in, in, in Connecticut where you can go look at all their like findings. So yeah. there is a story to them. Yeah. At least, but yeah. I think it's cool that the trailer doesn't even show you them. Really. Did you see it? The Conjuring. No. The it's definitely really worth cool. Seeing. Very creepy clapping, and I don't know. I've been obsessed about closet. the Stoker. Uh, I'm mean, obsessive about that movie. I'm gonna see it. I'm gonna try to it see. Comes it. out today, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, it's only weird. showing in DC, so I'm gonna probably go see it in the next couple of days. You guys both seen the trailer for Trance? Yeah, yeah. I think it looks like looks really good. It looks really cool. I mean, it looks like Danny Boyle doing, a, a, you know, doing Danny Boyle. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. Just some to... good stuff coming up. So, but Ronald, yeah, yeah you definitely need to see Life of Pi, and then when once you've seen it. We can we can all get together and talk about how much it would have sucked if M Night Shyamalan had actually. <laughs> he was supposed to. He was attached. He was for the a tiger. While. He was attached for a while, and I just at the time I was like, oh okay, I didn't have any association with the book, you know. Right. Uh, but then, you... but when I was watching it, there were so many moments where I was just thinking, like, oh god, this would have sucked. <laughs> it's a sign. I think he's gonna redeem himself with that movie with Will Smith. Why? Because uh, man, I, I what, don't what know. is it called? It's a good vibe Li- to it. Life after life or after Earth. After Earth. After Earth. Mm. No, well, it's, I'm more excited. It, for it looks Oblivion. like Oblivion. I'm more excited for Oblivion. I think Why? Because it's Tom Cruise. Because his name Morgan is Jack Freeman. Harper. And also, I think visually, the guy that did the Tron he sequel. I don't, know, I don't remember his name, Jack but Harper. I was pretty. Impressed. It is. I think that is the character's name. <laughs> it's either Jack or John Harper. Because I, w- I just remember on the trailer, it was like that's such a boring detail. Why would you waste trailer space letting us know that his name is Jack Harper? Because you know? <laughs> it's Tom Cruise. Yeah. Oh man. All kinds of conversation tonight. Yeah. 
all over the place. All over the place. So oh. it really feels like we're saying nice goodbye. We're saying goodbye to yesterday now. This was oh, yeah. the Oscars. Was like that was the last big hurrah. Of- we got to get our act together and get our schmovie awards together. Yeah, I know. yeah we that, will. That, that was supposed to happen. We got to get but, got to get this train rolling. But this episode would have been way too long if we were trying to do that. And this makes sense Oscars. to have a yeah. like. We kind of get together, think about what the Oscars did right and wrong, so that mm-hmm. we can do everything right for hours. What I'm doing is I'm st- I'm scrapping all of the uh, really long misogynist musical sequences. Nice, <laughs> nice. And we are a highbrow kind of podcast, right? <laughs> Keep it real. That's what we strive for. <laughs> well, um, I'm <sighs> Ronald. You brought this one in with a lot of grace. Take take us out. I'm just really glad that we get together and do this, man. Yeah. I, this is really the the soap on my balls. You know, it is the... No, I'm going to think about that. It's what keeps you fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to walk around with fucking stinking... stinking Maybe I dog. shouldn't have let Ronald take us out. Big mistake, to, John. Nobody wants Big to mistake. deal with Note you yourself. at that point, right? <laughs> I will learn from that mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Do not let that zombie, happen again. Case of zombie dong. You don't like that, right? All beat up and ashy. And... We got to make sure we put that in our keywords for publishing this episode. <laughs> yeah. Zombie dong. Zombie dong. It's like the new thing. Hashtag. It's going to be It's gonna be huge, Ronald. <laughs> It's going to take off, man. Dong of the dead. Mm-hmm. Like oh, the Harlem man. Shake. I hate those videos, by the way. Harlem Shake. Harlem Shake. Mm, terrible videos. All oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank now you. we're like those people that got swept up in a storm and just sat down in a tree like 100 miles from where they started <laughs> off. You know, we got here. We just know it's time to say goodnight. With a dog there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what to say. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you, yeah. Thank you for listening, thank you for listening. And, and putting up with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is a very casual mm-hmm. out- outro to our episode. <laughs> Hit up the moviesmovie.net, which we haven't been updating, so you know <laughs> it probably looks the same as it did last week. <laughs> we'll have more. If you're a fan of going to websites and watching tumbleweeds blow by, <laughs> if you like static websites that don't change, totally the one to go to. It's to like the spot. It's the spot. Uh, moviesmovie at gmail.com we have live facebook we have live nobody's asking us to do this yeah yeah, this is just for fun we thought we were gonna make a website and yeah it's there it's a hub though it's a a hub it is a hub it is a hub they call that hub um but yeah you know facebook.com slash moviesmovie you can go there too you know, if you don't want to, if you don't want to go through iTunes, you can link everything through facebook that's kind of cool too facebook's pretty big right now it is, man. It's getting bigger by the day. You know, you can make free phone calls through the Facebook app now. I know, man. Yeah. And, there, yeah, and video so eventually. It's pretty so crazy. Weird. So weird. Mm, we should try it one time. For sure. Well, as always, folks, <laughs> you've helped us limp to the end of another day. And you also have made our day. <laughs> oh, you made that day. Yeah, oh, that's right. That's you made right. it as we limped to the end of it. <laughs> I forgot what we said. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Good night. Bye. Zombie dog.